Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Nintendo Watcher Podcast. I'm Justin, joined as always by my co-host, Matthew. Matthew, how's it going? Hey, Justin. Good to see you again. How are you doing? Great. Well, welcome to Splatsville, Matthew. Oh, man. I can't wait. Today's going to be a good little conversation, a short, short, sweet little conversation about Splatoon 3. Yeah, so Nintendo surprised us with uh, a little Splatoon 3 Direct, um, sort of in the style of that Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Direct they released a few weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Going over, I mean, I, I want to talk a little more about this, but going over like the the very basics of Splatoon and then getting into what 3 is adding um, onto the the really solid gameplay, I think, of, of 1 and 2. And Matthew, I know you're a huge fan of this, so I, I can't oh, wait yeah. to hear your thoughts about it. I am a very, very casual Splatoon player, but this looks really cool. Before we get into the the um, direct itself, though, um, let's talk a little bit about that um, that OLED Splatoon um, variant. I know you're you're really interested oh, in it, right? Man. So I have, you know, I I was on record when the OLEDs came out saying I don't need one. I don't need an OLED. I, I play mostly docked. Uh, that hasn't changed, but man, do I love the the colors and the you know graphics on that Splatoon OLED. I am I am seriously considering the the swap, the trade in for that the Splatoon three uh, OLED model. Uh, it, it might be time for the upgrade. Well, that's the thing. As soon as you get the OLED, all you want to play on is handheld. And that's fine, you know. I think Splatoon actually is a great game for handheld. It doesn't seem like it would be because it's so competitive and you know fast paced. But um, you know the gyros work pretty well when you're playing that game in handheld mode. I kind of, I kind of got a kick out of that uh, playing Splatoon two in in handheld and docked. You know, it plays real well with a, a pro controller, but um, surprisingly effective on a on a handheld mode. Yeah. So let, I'm just going to cover a few of the 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 big things that they talked about in the direct today. And then uh, we'll, we'll touch on the ones that um, I'm interested in to hear which ones you thought were most interesting. So mm-hmm. again, they went over the basics. They talked about the stages, weapons, um, Sheldon, the arms dealer, um, some of the outfits and, and how you go about getting the outfits, the online mode. There's some amiibo, a new card game, um, they're going to be adding some extra content after the game launches. So um, just throwing a few things out there. Um, what really caught your interest when you were watching it today? So the, you know, I've, you know, getting ahead a little bit, I guess, but I've seen a lot of buzz, a lot of people, you know, saying online that this could have been, you know, an email. Why did we need a full direct for Splatoon 3? Um, and I think that the bummer here is a lot of people are hung up on the fact that, yeah, they didn't show a lot of, new stuff right they just kind of showed more splatoon we've seen a lot of splatoon 3 they've been marketing it pretty well since it was first announced and since the uh, release date announcement and so a lot of it is as you said already um just kind of playing into what we already know building on a foundation that works you know yeah, gameplay more the modes yeah gameplay modes is just it's a lot of what it already was um there's promise of a few new ones then i mean the new Splatfest, the three-player mode was something that really stood out to me the uh, three-team uh, battle royale where you've got the you know two players from two separate teams attacking a, a full squad in the center of the map which is kind of a cool you know twist on the the you know traditional splatoon uh you know 
battle loop, the Splatfest battle loop, which I thought was really cool. Um, new weapons look good, but for me, the things that stood out, the, there's three things in particular that I think really stood out to me. And, you know, one of them um, is going to be a love it or hate it feature, and it's the new uh, table turf battle collectible card game. Um, look. I knew you were going to love that. Look, I don't know if you know about me and collectible card games and competitive card games, but I have a passion for deck builders. I've got a passion for competitive, uh, you know, tabletop games and, and card games especially. Um, so this, when I saw this, I was just like, it's Splatoon Gwent. I'm on board. I'm, I'm here for it, you know? Uh, it looks like a mix of, like, Tetris versus, you know, some sort of uh, competitive card battler, and uh, I am I am 100% here for that i like collecting things in games i like having little doodads and knickknacks there is 150 cards for me to collect in this new update Uh, that alone was worth a direct in in my opinion um are you do you have any interest in that particular like i I had a feeling yeah yeah, less than zero yeah but i think it's going to be really cool and i you know it looks like it's going to have some some depth to it it's going to be a little bit of you know competitive just kind of you know something fun to play in between matches of you know the upgraded salmon run which i wanted to kind of touch on next i think you know we already knew salmon run was coming back the cooperative you know wave-based shooter version of splatoon which you know uh, kind of has a little bit of a limited availability in traditional splatoon it comes on a you know on a cycle um but they're upgrading it with you know new enemies new bosses new waves new you know game modes it looks like it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun for players that didn't play a lot of Splatoon 2, they maybe never really dabbled with uh, Salmon Run. And that's a shame because um, it's one of the best wave-based shooters out there right now. I mean, you know, uh, people that like that kind of gameplay, tower defense or wave-based shooters, um, this is pretty peak uh, for that genre, in my opinion. A lot of good good fun stuff. Yeah, it feels like uh, like the maybe the first half of the direct was really for new players. You know, he, mm-hmm. here's how it works. Here are the basic mechanics, um, and then it was really the second half that was more for uh, veterans, especially when it got into some of the additions they made to the online modes and and uh, yeah, especially like the rewatching your battles and sharing your battle videos. Like that seems like hey, if you want to get into this, the meta of this, there's so much here. Which I love. I think, you know, that's, I think the reason I'm so much higher on this direct than a lot of other people have been is that not only do I, I really enjoy the competitive kind of ranked Splatoon and the, you know, the nuance of, you know, meta building and, and, you know, team comp and all of that. Um, I'm also just a big proponent of everyone should play the series. They should at least check out, you know, Splatoon 2. If you don't like you know, the multiplayer, uh, the Octo expansion, which is available on the expansion pass, is one of the best first party, uh, you know, platformers that, that Nintendo's done in decades. It's phenomenal, uh, you know. It, I still haven't played got, that one. It's, I mean, if you've got the expansion pass, I, I can't tell you enough how worth it. Um, even, like I said, even if you don't gel super well with the competitive uh, Splatoon, um, there's some really good stuff, some really good level design, some fun puzzling. Um, you know, if you just like kind of, I, I kind of compare it to, you know, like the bonus stages in, you know, Mario, uh, 
Galaxy games and, um, you know, things like the, uh, like Kirby levels and Kirby stages and stuff like that, like short, sweet, uh, you know, one to three minute levels that have a really compelling gameplay loop and their own little hitch in each of them. You just kind of go through, have to, you know, hit the, the bonus stages as quickly as you can. Um, and some of them are incredibly difficult to, you know, cap out on. And there's some, you know, some stamp collecting for getting, you know, the highest rank on each level. It's worth it. Um, we well, didn't get a lot. Well, yeah, go ahead. One of the things I wanted to talk about, or mention at least, while we're on the the pod today, is this is the first game, um, like like seeing Splatoon three, was the first time that since Xenoblade Chronicles came out that that I wanted to take that game out and put in Splatoon two just to go back. Yeah, I you know I think like I'll never finish Live Alive now because of Xenoblade three. <laughs> I know. We'll talk more about that in a, in a bit here and uh, next week for sure. But um, yeah, I mean, I am I I heavily considered popping in Splatoon for a couple of rounds this afternoon for the same reason. I think, you know, again, yeah, it wasn't doing a ton of new stuff. The first half was all dedicated to kind of teaching the game and encouraging new fans to check it out. Um, I just think the game has a lot of style. I think if you've never played it before, this was a really effective direct to kind of get people invested. Um, Splatoon 2 is a huge hit in Japan. I don't think it's got quite the foothold here um, in the States, and I'd love to see that change with uh, 3. I think one thing that people were upset about is, you know, the number of maps is lower and, you know, there's been some reduction in scale for, you know, the launch, but they have a very... Nintendo has a really strong history of supporting these games for you know several years post-launch and adding new free content, updating the map rotations, giving you new weapons and you know things like that. So, I don't I don't think that um, I I don't think anyone needs more than twelve maps in a competitive shooter when it first launches. Um, you're just going to burn through the three or four that you like to play the most, anyways. Um, and with the rotation system that Splatoon uses, it doesn't really matter that much anyways um plus you're going to want stuff to hold you over for you know to keep the game alive for longer than just you know the three month honeymoon period when it first launches so um i'm excited to see that they look to be doing some kind of like seasonal catalog which maybe is like their season passes every three months or so um we're gonna get new you know cosmetics uh emotes things like that um i like all the customization stuff they they kind of talked up you know with the uh, outfits and yeah yeah me the, too. the lockers you know being able to kind of customize your little space it's th- these are like small things but for me it, it feels like just little quality of life things that make the world feel more alive um, and they've been working on that ever since the first game you know lore is not as you know a, a core component of you know, Splatoon for most people, but it's got a pretty rich, pretty deep lore if you play like the single player campaigns and read all the, you know, collectibles and, um, you know, little story uh, additions that are spiced throughout each of the games. Um, And it seems like with three, they're really trying to lean into that to kind of get people to realize that this is more than just a, you know, four on four competitive shooter, that there's something here for any type of player. Well, for Um, people who are new to the series, I mean, is it worth it going back and playing the original Splatoon? That's a, that's a Wii U game, right? Yeah, I don't know if Splatoon 1 is worth going back to just because it's, you know, it's locked to that ecosystem. Um, it's a great game. It's not nearly as good as Splatoon 2. Um, but from what I understand, it's still very active and still very easy to find um, 
you know, to find games. Um, the nice thing about that too is the you know, Splatoon one didn't really have much in the way of options outside of the multiplayer. The single player was even more rudimentary than it was in the base Splatoon two. Um, the multiplayer was really the core element of it, and Splatoon two just did everything Splatoon one did but better. Um, so I would say if you've never played one of these games before, if you have, especially if you have the expansion pass, you know, the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pass, um, and you can get Splatoon 2, it goes on sale actually pretty regularly for a Nintendo game. Um, I think I picked it up for 30 bucks um, at one point, relatively, um, you know, early last year, I think it was, is when I, because I, I, again, I played Splatoon 1 at launch and, and for until the switch came out but i was a slightly late adopter to the switch so i didn't get splatoon 2 um when it first came out i got it actually last year sometime and played through it um, and really loved it um, so i think it's worth it to go back to splatoon 2 before 3 comes out just to kind of get a feel for it but it looks like there's going to be a demo at the end of the month with the first Splatfest on it the rock paper scissors Splatfest, as we saw um and so if you're on the fence, if you don't know if this is the kind of game for you, I would recommend hang around until the end of, I think it was the end of August, or was it the end of September that we're getting that Splatfest? Um, yeah, I can't remember. August 27th. On August 27th, we're getting it. So there will be a little you know, demo of the game. You'll be able to check it out, play the first Splatfest against uh, you know other players and experience the game a little bit, at least the multiplayer element. So I think... If you're on the fence, wait around till August 27th. Check out the Splatfest. They're a really fun time. Um, the game will be incredibly active during that time. I guarantee it. You'll have no time, you know, no trouble finding sessions. You still can if you hop into Splatoon 2. Uh, you're in a match every you know 30 seconds or so. It does not take long to match up. People are still playing um, and playing at a high level. So it's worth checking out. Uh, three looks to be really good. Uh, plus, we've got the new, you know, the new idols for this game, the the deep cut trio. We get uh, Big Man, the greatest manta ray mascot I've ever seen. Very excited about that. <clears throat> I mean, you know, again, as the the resident uh, Splatoon fan, I can say with certainty that this is a day one pickup for me. And um, if you have any interest in it, I I, I can't imagine. Um, it won't be worth the price of admission. Yeah, I think it's a day one pickup for me too. I really enjoy playing through um, Splatoon 2. I just haven't played it in a long time. When I mm-hmm. when I went from my original Switch to my OLED, um, the the game save game data for Splatoon 2 doesn't transfer from one Switch to another. Oh, that's frustrating. So I was just done with it. They fixed that that now with Splatoon 3, but it, you know how like the Pokemon games don't transfer save data for one reason or another? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I just never went back to it. But like I said, after seeing the the Direct today, I'm like, man, maybe I need to, to pop that in for a little bit. Cause it, I just need to freshen up a little bit before Splatoon 3 comes out. Yeah, um, you know, uh, back to my previous recommendation, uh, boot up the Octo expansion, run through that. Um, it it will, it, the learning curve can be somewhat steep on it, um, but it kind of just throws you into the deep end if, you know, you haven't played the base game in a while. But um, it it is just a very enjoyable uh, single player experience that will also, you know, um, full of challenges that will you know, clean up your aim, your, um, you know, uh, reflexes and all of that. Um, I still haven't 
beat the the final final boss, the secret final boss of the Octo expansion, um, which is maybe one of the hardest bosses Nintendo's ever designed. Um, it is it is a, a whopper of a fight, hmm. uh, and good, it's really good. And you know they said um, we'll be getting some more. You know this is kind of a new thing for Nintendo of this generation, these large scale paid DLCs. Um, you know, no one really is a fan of hearing that there's going to be DLC that you have to pay for when the game, you know, before the game has even launched. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I want to throw this to you. How do you feel about Nintendo? This is kind of Splatoon, but also just off topic general Nintendo. How have you felt about the, the larger scale DLC, you know, cycle push or, you know, method that Nintendo has put out this generation. Are you a fan of it? You know, things like the, you know, the most recently, the the huge, what was it, three years after, four years after release, we get all the Mario Kart tracks coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had your Octopath, uh, you know, your Octo expansion a couple years after Splatoon came out, or at least a year after Splatoon 2 came out. Um, the Torna DLC for... Xenoblade Chronicles 2, just the ones that I can think of off the top of my head, the big ones. Yeah. Um, have you played any of these? I know you haven't played the Octo expansion. Um, did you did you get around to playing Torna when you played Xenoblade Chronicles 2 recently? Yeah, I did Torna. Um, I've, I've tried out the first wave of Mario Kart tracks, mm-hmm. but I haven't done the second one yet. That's just a game I haven't gone back yeah. to in a long time. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned this, though, because this was my biggest gripe about the entire Direct. And it wasn't, you know, it's splatoon specific um but i i don't mind paid dlc after the game comes out right i get a little frustrated when they're talking about it before the the base game is is announced and i've i got into an argument on twitter about this with uh xenoblade um maybe it was maybe no it wasn't xenoblade it was something else it was another nintendo um ip and they were already talking about the the DLC before the game launched. I'm like, no, 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 let's focus on the game first. Like, we're right. just the focus was off, and fans of the series did not agree with me, which is, you know, that's fine. Um, but I don't like it, and I, I, I. Well, let me take it back. I don't mind paid DLC. I don't like that you can't get it all on the same cart. Like Nintendo doesn't right. do what Sony does um, often, where they will repackage the game with all the additional stuff in it. Yeah, on rare occasions, but not yeah, not always. Yeah, Breath of the Wild has, um, I think, the Japanese copy has all of the DLC from Breath of the Wild on it, which I think yeah. is really cool. Um, but they usually don't... it's like a download code, though, right? That comes packaged with the cart or something. I, most of the time, it is. Yeah. Um, I think for the the Z- Zelda. Um, game I'm talking about, it's actually all on the cart, and that one's mm-hmm. like super unusual because of that. But yeah, Jap- Torna is a standalone, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the physical copy of that was standalone. Yep, and that was another cool way to do it. Um, and you know, I've one of the the best articles I've written on the website in terms of just getting traffic is about why you shouldn't buy digital games or you sh- why you shouldn't buy physical games on the Switch. And I've like slowly changed my mind about that. Like I, I, I've gotten into like a collector's mindset and you know, what's going to happen to these games once these eShops shut down. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm a little concerned about that. You know, the, the Wii U eShop, 
really wasn't up that long <laughs> and no. and it's coming down and there are a lot of games on there that we're going to lose um, maybe not forever but they're not available on the switch yet so yeah. i you know that's that's my concern about um paid dlc but my my bigger concern than the paid dlc is the post-launch addition um, additional content Mm-hmm. So the stuff that feels like it should be launching with the main game, but it's not. Nintendo's yeah. doing this with the the Mario Sports games. It right. did it with um, uh, Switch Sports. I don't like that at all. What yeah, were what, what your thoughts? So this is what I wanted to, because I kind of wanted to take the conversation here, because I think that Splatoon 3 is the exception to the rule. Um, you know, with the sports games, the problem is they're, launching these sort of lackluster underdeveloped core experiences mm-hmm. that doesn't appear to be the case with splatoon 3 i think based off of everything they've shown so far the base game of splatoon 3 is going to have plenty of content for the first three to six months of players you know game time especially because of the way that they you know dole out the um you know the two typically it's two maps are are live at one you know per hour they change every hour um different game modes get rotated in and out as being available to play though it looks like they're changing some of that with the lobby stuff it looks like you can actually play you know uh with friends and stuff any modes you want at any time which is really you know this is something else I want to talk about um we'll get to that in a minute but um i think that at least with this game there's going to be plenty of material at the beginning and for a competitive game like this, like a you know competitive team-based shooter, it helps that they've got a roadmap of at least two years of available updates because that's what keeps a community like this active is new content releases. Yeah, the fact I, that they I do have, agree. Well, that's the thing. It's like, at least in Splatoon 3, it looks that like there's a plan. It feels like yeah. with the Nintendo sports games, they have no plan. It's just when we get to it, we'll release some new stuff maybe um whereas splatoon 3 looks like they've got something planned every three months or so um, yeah with these these catalogs and stuff and i i agree with like 95 percent of what you're i know i agree with all of it the um and I, i think that splatoon is is a different type of game um only because it's sort of made to be online like the single player mode is is there it's it's really there to train you to do the multiplayer stuff online. Right. So I don't, I don't hate it as much there, but yeah, man, these, these like sports games that aren't, or they don't feel finished and it's like, okay, we'll just, we'll ship it out and you can download a, an update on, you know, day one and then another update in a month or two with a new map. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, I do. And I think, you know, my, uh, to get back to you know, kind of circle back around to the, the, a question I wanted to ask at the beginning of this little DLC conversation was um, the timing because we're we're both playing Xenoblade Chronicles three right now, and I was looking at the the map right for content releases for that right. They've got they've already promised that there's going to be a Torna sized DLC pack coming out for Xenoblade Chronicles three sometime, which I'm assuming is similar to like the large scale paid DLC is going to probably rival the Octo expansion for. Splatoon 2. And those are like 20 hour, 15, 20 yeah, hour but games. I th- but I wonder how the adoption on those DLCs works. I think about um, Happy Home Builder for uh, Animal Crossing. You and I talked about that when it came out. Um, if I got that name right. The, the big 
DLC that came out for Happy um, Home Paradise, Paradise, whatever it was whatever called. It was. Um, we talked about how neither of us were interested in dipping back in it because the mindset was over. We were we 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 moved on after loving that game, both yeah, of us. Exactly, hundreds of hours into it, and no interest in picking up that DLC. And it's free. I ha- I own it now because I have the you know Nintendo Switch Online. Um, Octopath. I wonder if that was the Octo expansion. I wonder if it was the same thing with Xenoblade Two. I I know a lot of people that never picked up or played Torna, um, even though I think it's better than the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 base game as like a standalone experience. Shorter, obviously, more contained, but mechanically, gameplay-wise, just more interesting, more effective. And I wonder if we're going to have a similar issue pop up here with both Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and Splatoon, where they take too long to get these paid DLCs out and the luster has worn off and people aren't going to jump back into it. Because I looked at, you know, I look at the, the roadmap for the like every six months or so they're going to release, you know, uh, a new side quest or battle mode in Xenoblade Chronicles 3. And I'm like, I just, I don't have an interest to jump back in for something so small. Like, why would I do that? Um, and then I'm worried that by the time the big one comes out, you know, I'll have kind of lost interest on that. Is that, does that, Makes sense. Do you kind of get what I'm my my fear? Yeah, how, I agree with how you. they approach their DLC lately. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think the Xenoblade DLC. When I finish that game, I'm gonna be done with it. You know, like mm-hmm. we were talking a little bit off mic. I'm like, and we'll talk more about it in an upcoming podcast. But I'm like, twenty hours in, and I'm only on chapter three. Like when I finish this game, I'm gonna be done, and right. maybe I'll pick up the expansion. Um, you know, next year. But, if it's something you can jump into without needing to replay the base game, right? Like, yep, that's yep. the fear. Exactly. Uh, I think Splatoon doesn't have the same concerns because, mm-hmm. like you said, like you know, they're they're dripping out content. You've got an active player base that's competitive. Um, yeah, I think it's probably better um, for something like Splatoon again that that roadmap and hey, we're going to be supporting this for a long time mm-hmm. because you've seen other other not that it's. I guess it's technically an MMO, um, but you've seen other MMOs go up and come down, and they're they're supported for a year, maybe two years, and then they're gone. At least yeah. with with this, you know, Nintendo's going to stand behind it for a while. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm curious to see where this one goes. I'm hoping this one gets, like I said, the like it latches. It seems to me, based off of a lot of what they showed today, um, that Nintendo really does want to lean into the competitive scene for this game i i think that all the um additional online lobby support and replays and the training room and all of that are designed to encourage more competitive play at a higher level so i'm hoping we see you know with that and the x battle league battle anarchy battle all that you know word salad battle modes that they have planned um I think I think there's going to be a real push this time around, and I hope that fans, you know, give it a shot. People that have been on the fence with the series for a long time, I really hope we get more people checking out uh, Splatoon Three. Is you know, at the end of the day, that was my biggest takeaway from this direct, which is, if you're already a fan of it, the direct was probably everything you wanted it to be, right? It was more Splatoon um, and a lot of nice quality of life changes. If you're not a fan of it, I think there was enough there to convince you that this game's going to be uh, you know, but supported for a while. It's going to have a, a, you know, it's got a good team behind it that knows kind of what it wants, and it's got variety of options for any type of gameplay. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping we'll 
we'll see a, a bigger push uh, at launch for from Nintendo to kind of, you know, not just throw it out there like they did with, you know, Mario Tennis and Strikers and all, and just kind of walk away from it. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping that the you know all this pre-release. Um, you know, marketing continues in the post. You know, in the post-release uh, for this game, because I do think it has a chance to um, really grab uh, a bigger audience than any of the previous games did. Yeah, it's um, you can tell Nintendo was really struggling with having the the third game in the series come out right now, and having Xenoblade and um, Splatoon three really bringing in the holiday season for Nintendo. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're struggling with people saying, "Well, I didn't play the first one." I didn't play the second one. I'm not sure if I need to. And these these promotional campaigns for both games seem to be saying, you can jump in right here. Here's everything you need to know, um, it, which is refreshing, I think, because Splatoon 2 did get some so competitive, um, but it's not too late to jump in. Yeah, I think uh, you know. I think they learned a lot from the Wii U and the marketing uh, behind that. That they they need to sell these games as singular experiences more than um, they sometimes have have done in the past. Like, you know, uh, they need to encourage people to check out their their sequels. All right, last word before the break. I mean, you got to buy Splatoon three when it comes out. Get ready to Splatfest. Uh, go Team Scissors. And we're back. So, Matthew, I, I feel like I don't even have to ask what your game recommendation of the week is today. <laughs> I think we've maybe got the same one. I mean, unless you've got some curveball that I'm not aware of. No, um, no curveball here. But instead of a game recommendation of the week, I'm going to give us a little preview of our next week's conversation, which is to say that earlier this year, I sunk around 160 hours into Elden Ring on the PlayStation 5. Um, I played that game nonstop when it released until I platinumed it. Um, beat it four times. Uh, unlocked you beat every it four times. Four times in order to platinum it, you need uh, four endings, I believe. It might have been three, um, but I, I beat it four times. I can't remember if one of those was just for fun or if one of them was uh, required for an ending. Um, I should say, at least my last two runs only took me approximately four hours because they were kind of boss rush. I just sprinted through to, to bosses and, and you know destroyed them in new game plus so um, regardless I did two full fresh playthroughs the first one was 70 hours the second one was I believe 65 um, plus a couple of other um, you know <clears throat> saves here and there so played a lot of that game it was definitively my game of the year um, at the time I am now a week into Xenoblade Chronicles 3, um, and nothing is pulling that game out of my Switch right now. Like I said, I got a, a little itch today with the Splatoon Direct, um, but it was not enough to really make me consider it for anything longer than a second. Um, I have done nearly every side quest. I am a little further than you. I'm now at um, Chapter 5 
uh, and uh, it is. I think I can safely say it's my favorite Xenoblade game, um, and it might be my favorite thing Monolith Soft has done, uh, or the crew behind the Xeno series has done since the original Xeno Gears, which is high wow. praise from me. Um, so we'll talk in detail about this next week. Um, but suffice it to say, I am, I'm having the time of my life with that game right now. Um, and it's, you know, it's firmly in the running for, for my game of the year at this point. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Again, not as far along as you and partially because I keep getting, um, like I keep seeing other stuff to do in that world. The world's mm-hmm. huge. There are so many opportunities to go on side quests that don't feel like side quests. And I want to get into that more when we talk next week. Mm-hmm. But um, that game is really blowing me away. I don't know if you know this or not, but I've actually played in the past two months. I played all of Xenoblade 1, all of Xenoblade 2, and now I'm into Xenoblade 3. Like I replayed those in totally. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I'm, those feel really fresh to me. Um, this is definitely the best one, hands down. And yeah. it's not even close. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think that's that's fair. We're, we'll, you know, um, there's a lot of reasons for that. I think, um, and and like you said, I want to talk about those in detail next week once you and I are a little further along. You know, I'm hoping to that we'll not necessarily have beaten it, but we'll be real close by that point, at least uh, um, if we're lucky. Um, but like you said, there is so much in this game that it pulls from the previous games and just does better. Um, and so many things it learned about the tedium of the previous games mm-hmm. that they've improved upon. And, you know, just again, the prime, the, the big preview for, for next uh, session is that, um, like you were saying, the the optional content that you can pursue outside of the main game, the the side quests there that are there, largely even when they are fetch quests by design, feel very rich, very fleshed out, and very significant to the lore of the world, which is something that a lot of games struggle with. Um, now this is not universally the case, but I would say, uh, you know, seventy percent of the optional content in this game feels like it is in service of something larger, which I think is, you know, a, a, a real success. Yeah, totally agree. I can't wait to talk about that with you next week. But before we break here today, one thing <laughs> I, I meant to ask you during our Splatoon conversation that I'm just going to ask now, we can end on this. I know you're not a huge amiibo guy. But are you going to get the Splatoon Amiibo? 100%. I very much regret that I did not get the Amiibos for Splatoon 2. Um, as soon as those go up on sale, I'm going to be, uh, you know... There's three tar- of them, right? Yeah, it's a three-pack. So they're, they're selling them individually, but it, they also announced that it will be a three-pack like they have done in previous games. There's usually uh, one of each gender, uh, Inkling or Octoling, and then um, a Squid or, uh, Octo- or Octopus... Uh, amiibo and it looks like that's going to be the case again this time around right and they're always in whatever the the core colors for the game are um so i do plan to pick those up as soon as they go uh available that in the little backpack well yeah that's i mean i'm I'm holding fingers crossed i'll get that as a birthday gift so (laughs) we'll see how it goes all right thanks for listening guys talk to you next week adios